Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chapter 3, Crossed Swords. Hey, Dee Dee, Willie called when Jenny and Dee Dee walked into the shoebox the next day. I hear you and Jenny are staying in a spooky old house on the other side of town. In their Mill Valley church, the kids Dee Dee and Jenny's age have their class in a small room down a long hallway. Their teacher's name is Mrs. Shoe, pronounced Shoe, so they call their room the shoebox, and the kids who meet there are called the shoebox kids. It's not a spooky house, Willie, Dee Dee answered. It's my grandmother's house. Yeah, and it's neat, Jenny said. It's just too bad that we lost Dee Dee's grandmother's Bible. Jenny and Dee Dee told the others about the disappearing Bible. Sounds like you have another mystery on your hands, Mrs. Shoe said, but I am sure their Bible will turn up somewhere. We did get to sleep upstairs all by ourselves last night, Jenny said, and it's even got a room where a pirate stayed for a while. A pirate? Cool, Chris said. Well, he wasn't really a pirate, Dee Dee said, but he was a sea captain and a bad guy. That sounds like a pirate to me, Sammy interrupted. Shiver me timbers, Willie said, trying to sound like a pirate. Ship ahoy, Sammy added, pretending he was holding a sword. Har, har, Chris said. On guard. He pretended to poke a sword at Sammy. Here we go again, muttered Maria, Chris's older sister. Settle down, boys, Mrs. Shoes said with a smile. Put your swords away, and let's study about swords in our Bibles. Swords? Really? Willie said. Sure, Willie, Maria said. A lot of people used swords in the Bible. That's right, Chris agreed. Remember? Peter cut off a person's ear with a sword. And the angel at the Garden of Eden had a flaming sword, added Dee Dee. And Gideon's 300 soldiers had swords, Jenny said. Mrs. Shue nodded. Yes, there are many stories in the Bible about using swords. That's how people protected themselves in those days. But did you know that Christians have to protect themselves too? Chris raised his hand. I've thought about taking karate. Nobody would mess with me then. Mrs. Shue smiled and shook her head. I'm not talking about stopping bullies. God wants you to be a Christian and succeed in life, but there is someone who wants you to fail. Maria raised her hand. That's the devil. Mrs. Shue nodded. That's right, Maria. Would you read a text for us, and would you pick one of our big, strong men here to help me? The words big, strong, and men stirred the boys in the shoebox to life. Maria looked from Sammy to Chris to Willie. Each one flexed his muscles as much as he could, trying to look tough. Maria scratched her head and looked at Mrs. Shue. Big? Strong? I don't know. Oh, well, I choose Sammy anyway. Sammy raised his hands in victory and walked to the front. The others cheered him. Now, Sammy, Mrs. Shue explained, turning him to face the others, Maria is going to read Ephesians six ten to 17 As she reads on how to defend against the devil, I will cover you with the protection she talks about. Mrs. Shue nodded at Maria. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his great power. Sammy flexed his muscles. Maria rolled her eyes and kept reading. Wear God's armor so that you can fight against the devil's evil tricks. Creepy, Chris said. It's one thing to fight another person, but how can we fight the devil's tricks? Good question, Chris, Mrs. Shue said. Why don't you and Willie come up here and help me show how the fight would go if we stood on our own? Chris walked to the front and Willie rolled his wheelchair. Each took a place on either side of Sammy. Now, Sammy, Mrs. Shue said, if I were to give each of these boys wooden yardsticks, what would happen to you? She handed Chris and Willie each a yardstick. I'd get pounded, Sammy said meekly. Boys, show him, but be nice, Mrs. Shue said. 
Chris and Willie pretended to beat Sammy with the two yardsticks. Ouch, Sammy said. Those pretend whacks hurt. Okay, boys, stop, Mrs. Shue said. Maria, continue reading. Maria nodded. That is why you need to get God's full armor. Then on the day of evil, you will be able to stand strong. And when you have finished the whole fight, you will still be standing. So stand strong with the belt of truth tied around your waist. And on your chest, wear the protection of right living. And on your feet, wear the good news of peace to help you stand strong. And also use the shield of faith. With that, you can stop all the burning arrows of the evil one. As Maria read the text, Mrs. Shue reached into a box behind the blackboard and pulled out metal armor. She placed the armor around Sammy's hips, legs, chest, and shoulders. Then she took out some oversized boots and had Sammy step into them. Finally, she pulled out a wooden shield and handed it to him. Now those guys can't hurt me, Sammy said. Wait, Sammy, Mrs. Shue said. The text says to put on the full armor of God. You're not completely protected yet. Willie agreed. Yeah, guy, what if I were to conk you over the head? He tapped Sammy on the head with his ruler. And you don't have anything to fight back with yet, added Chris. It's coming, it's coming, Mrs. Shue said. Maria, read on. Maria did. Accept God's salvation to be your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit. That sword is the teaching of God. Mrs. Shue reached behind her again to take a silver helmet out of the box. Sammy put it on. Then Mrs. Shue gave Sammy an oversized wooden sword that was sharp on one side and dull on the other. Sammy held it high over his head. Okay, you guys, Sammy roared. Now I'm ready for you. Willie and Chris whacked Sammy's armor with their rulers, but Sammy was unhurt. Quickly, Willie and Chris realized that Sammy was more than a match for them. He swung his sword at them, and they finally retreated to the back of the room. Come back and fight, Sammy roared. The rest of the class cheered. When they settled down, Dee Dee raised her hand. Mrs. Shue, are we really supposed to walk around and look like Sammy does? It might have looked okay back in Bible days, but today it would look strange. What does the Bible mean? Well, look at the verse, Mrs. Shue said. It says that we are at war with the devil, but there are weapons available, and these verses tell us how they should be used. What do the pieces of armor and weapons mean? It was quiet for a moment as they looked at the verses. Finally, Maria raised her hand. The belt of truth and the chest covering of right living must mean knowing right from wrong. And the feet are protected by the good news of peace, Sammy said. What do you think that means? Well, we have feet to take us places swiftly, Mrs. Shue said. Perhaps the verse means that we're protected when we're taking the good news of peace, the good news about Jesus Christ, everywhere as swiftly as possible. And then there's the shield of faith, Willie said, strong enough to protect you from flaming arrows. That's because faith is believed that God will take care of you no matter what happens, Chris said. Exactly right, Chris, Mrs. Shue said. Jenny waved her hand, then pointed at the side of her head. The helmet of God's salvation must mean that you have to know you are saved and what Jesus has done to save you. I know what the sword of the Spirit is, Dee Dee said. It's the Bible. How is the Bible like a sword, Mrs. Shue asked. Nobody answered. I guess I can't expect you to have all the answers, Mrs. Shue continued, but that answer is an important one. Think about it over the next week. How is the Bible like a sword? I don't know how to answer Mrs. Shue's question, Jenny said to Dee Dee as they left. How is a Bible like a sword? Dee Dee didn't answer. She was busy thinking about a sword that was still missing at her grandmother's house. 
The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 7, The Clue in the Secret Passage, written by Glenn Robinson, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.